It is Locked on Jazz for the 30th of June. Free agency day is here, but is the market drying on the Utah Jazz? What trade options exist? What about the tax mid-level? And what do we do with our our roster as it stands? It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms as well as available on YouTube. You can jump in with the community. It's an awesome one on YouTube and chat uh, with fellow jazz fans and the rest. Free agency day is here. Here's the plan today. Uh, there'll be a live show on Locked on NBA, which will just be a gaggle of hosts all together. And then if a story breaks, I'll go live on Locked on, on this feed right here on YouTube on Locked on Jazz uh, for immediate reaction and comments to what has taken place. So if they're kind of just big picture show, we're Locked on NBA, we'll be live, there'll be a bunch of us um, all hanging out, watching the news. And then if something happens and there's a news story that breaks and we make a trade or we sign someone... I'll move to the Locked On Jazz feed for an exclusive show just for you. So that's the plan on today's episode or today's programming on Free Agency Day. So Free Agency Day is here. And obviously the biggest names are Bradley Beal, Jalen Brunson. But the biggest names are Rudy Gobert and then Donovan Mitchell. Everything seems to be quiet. The rumors on Rudy continue to fly up last night. And we'll touch on a bunch of those. Um, but... The feels as though that the first thing that's happened is that the landscape is not playing along with the Utah Jazz right now. So already this week, John Wall has signed with the Clippers. And that's a spot where many people had wondered whether they might need a point guard. And they did. And whether Mike Conley might be the answer um, for their needs and whether the Jazz could gain some depth there. That opportunity, whether you like it or not, these are not to say that you're going to do these things. They're just opportunities. The Washington Wizards were talked about a great deal of needing a point guard. Some people had talked about whether you do a Contavious Caldwell Pope, Mike Conley exchange of some sort. Jazz get a little longer at the two position. And the Washington has acquired Monty Morris from Denver. The... Other question that I don't think we really know about where the Utah Jazz are heading is whether or not the Utah Jazz are heading toward trying to reload or start a relaunch. And if they're trying to reload, then you're trying to make moves with teams in which you're getting enough current value back that we make another playoff run and Donovan Mitchell is at the core of it or Rudy Gobert is at the core of it if we've made a massive deal. And the other choice is you've just kind of moved pieces around along with two of the top 20 players in the NBA. The the core thing here still is that having two of the top 20 players in the NBA is something that is unique and different than most of the league. And you're just not going to dismiss that easily. 
You know, and the other thing that I think should be remembered when we kind of talk about the league right now is that no team that made the conference finals in 2019 made the conference finals in 2020. And no team that made the conference finals in 2020 made the conference finals in 2021. And no team that made the conference finals in 2021 made the conference finals in 2022. So it's... We're in a day and age of the league in which the margin from the best teams to the next tier of teams is so, so slim. And because it's so slim, little changes, little misses, little hits make a massive difference. Now, the West feels really daunting, right? The, The Spurs just punted. The Spurs just looked at the West, and um, the stories are kind of maybe two directions. One is that DeJounte Murray wasn't willing to sign an extension in San Antonio, or that San Antonio wasn't willing to sign DeJounte Murray to an extension. It's not clear, but they they just punted. After a few years of kind of muddling around that 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, they looked at the landscape and said, we're, we're going free, full rebuild. So we've now got th- three teams in the West that are on the route to free rebuild, full rebuild in Houston, Oklahoma City, and now San Antonio's, if you missed it, San Antonio traded DeJounte Murray to Atlanta for a two first-round draft picks and a draft swap, and then uh, what is likely Danilo Gallinari's expiring contract. Um, And then we'll see what they do with that. So that means that San Antonio, Houston, and Oklahoma City are already kind of out What's interesting is, you know, there's only five teams that don't make the playoffs. Uh, four teams make the play and six make the playoffs and then five don't. Well, three of them have already been defined here. Um, and then there's just Sacramento being Sacramento. But they, they may be getting better for all we know. But the West, the West is certainly loaded. So if you're the Jazz and, you know, let's say the, you're doing the most rumored, which is you trade Rudy Gobert, uh, you know, you better at this point, you're probably trying to get pieces back rather than draft capital back so that you can reload it you know, rather than, than rebuild or relaunch in a different manner. And so, you know, we'll see on that. Um, there really have been very, very few rumors involving Boyan Bogdanovich, which is probably good for us. But, you know, again, if we're trying to make changes, you don't want to make change for change sake, but you, if you're trying to alter some things here, you want to. The, the thing we said when the season, when the free eight, when the offseason ended, was a, there was no chance of the Jazz were going to go to training camp without kind of a fresh feel and a fresh look. And some, the, the players needed a reason to have some sort of optimism and belief that something was going to be different. Well, Will Hardy's a pretty big one, right? So the head coach has been changed. That, that, the, the change at Will Hardy as head coach does allow the Jazz, if the market is drying, and that they don't have the opportunity to make a next move, then that they at least have a fresh voice, that they at least have now something. I think it would be unlikely that we roll out a starting lineup that's Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Boyan Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, and Rudy Gobert again. I think fans would be a little stunned, and I'm certain, frankly, I would be. Um, and maybe even the front office would be at this point. But if you do do that, you know, you are coming with a completely different voice, a completely different culture, a completely different feel to everything that happened the year before. And so in that sense, you can probably do it more than if you had the same head coach coming back again. Um, but it does feel as though the market has dried a little bit here, that the Clippers have made a move, the Wizards have made a move, and the, the sudden need for point guards, if you're looking at Mike Conley possibilities, seems to be less than they were earlier. 
The Hawks just moved their draft capital in the DeJounte Murray deal, which means that if you were trying to pull a bunch of draft picks for Don- for Rudy Gobert or for Donovan Mitchell, I don't think you were sending Donovan to, tra- to Atlanta, um, that, that option is now Atlanta's off the table um, in, in that regard. So um, it does feel as though the market is not entirely playing along. And you look at Atlanta, and we'll dig into them in a second, and you look at John Collins and what's taking place there where they just have seemingly been on a mission much more than the Jazz have been to trade, or at least the media talk. Maybe they feel the same way. The media is talking about them as though they're on a mission to make a trade, and they have not, um, and they have not been able to, to get that deal done um, yet, and he's still sitting there. I think there's probably some comparison and similarity to that. If something happens, if the Jazz are going to make a deal – when do we think it goes down? And let's zero in on the big one, which is Rudy Gobert and the three teams that are rumored, Bulls, Hawks, and Pacers, and see if what, we, what you can put together that might be able um, to come together for the Jazz on that um, and, and see if there's something there. Or will the Jazz, you know, perpetually in these deals right now, be the bridesmaid? That the that these teams are, they're making moves, and that the you know that the Jazz as as much as they would like to pull off a deal or like to get something, either are not getting re- really good offers or simply are the second choice of anyone in it. Today's show is brought to you by Summit Cap Summit Capital. It's an investment company out of Utah County. Um, with David and Matt and Jeff and the crew there, they actually invested in Lockdown. Um, so I know these guys really, really well. They are great partners to work with. They, are, they provide capital for management seeking to buy out the bu- owner of a business they work in. So in other words, if you know someone or you are working for a company, great family maybe, and you know that ownership group's wrapping it up. They don't want to take the next steps. You've been working there forever. You, you're thinking to yourself, God, I'd love to own this company and I could do this and that and these and those. And you've even talked to the ownership about like, hey, we could do this. And they're like, yeah, we're not, we're not quite there right now. You know, they're wrapping it up. They're doing well. And you feel like you can take it to a next level. This is where Summit Capital comes in for you because they provide you the capital. They, you provide the expertise and the two of you work together then to build this company a new thing. And the current owners get bought out and they, it's a big win for them. They're also looking for owners that are seeking to sell their businesses and entrepreneurs seeking capital capital to help grow their businesses. They're entrepreneurs themselves. They approach it from an investing mind of an uh, investing from the mind of an entrepreneur. I can speak to this. They never asked about timelines. They didn't give you the artificial horizon. They didn't put any pressure on us. They were really, they didn't know our business and they, they dug in, they asked great questions. They pushed us to make sure we were making the right decisions at the right times and always wanted an explanation, but never acted like they controlled it or anything of that sort. They're really wonderful to deal with. Contact Matt at 801-796-2033. That's 801-796-2033 or email him at LockedOnJazz at SummitCapUtah. Today's show is also brought to you by Sakara. Sakara is kind of the next generation of meal food plans and meal delivery system because this is nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunch, and dinners that are made with powerful, plant-rich ingredients helping boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's delivered right to your door 
ready to eat. Their plant-rich wellness essentials help you create a body that you love living with. It is Sakara, the wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness. Pretty great. So go give Sakara a checkout at sakara.com, sakara.com slash locked on 20. Enter the code locked on 20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S A K A R A dot com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash locked on 20. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. Live show on Locked On NBA coming about 30 minutes before free agency. If we make a move, I'll go live on Locked On Jazz today. For your second listen today, feel free to grab Locked On. NBA. All right, let's play here for a second. The three most common rumors are the Chicago Bulls, still the Atlanta Hawks, and the Indiana Pacers for deals that the Jazz might make um, with Rudy Gobert. And I don't know that, the you know, again, I've said this the whole time. There are two players in the top 20 in the NBA that are seemingly might be available, and they both happen to be on our team. So they're in the middle of every rumor. Whether they're actually true or not is really another question. So if we look at the Atlanta Hawks to start it off, who just made a deal, um, and, and the Hawks are certainly an interesting team to try to figure out what they're doing, and they've, they've been in more rumors than we have. Maybe rightfully so. Um, because Trey Young is going to make $40 million next year um, in the 2023-24 um, season. And uh, John Collins is going to make twenty five. million a year from now, in 26, and then has a player option. So he's got three more years left. Clint Capella's making 20, and then Bogdan Bogdanovich is making about 18 with a one year with a player option. He's playing well enough. He probably gets to opt out of this. And they just acquired DeJounte Murray, who is not cheap. Um, so, and DeJounte Murray's going to get an extension. So they've got some big numbers loaded up here already. Um, DeJounte Murray is at is got fifth is at fifteen million, so it's a great deal, but he's only got one year left on it, I believe, and then he gets his extension. So th- there's there's some real money tied up here with Trey at forty and John Collins at twenty three, and they got off Gallinari's twenty one, and Capella at, at nearly twenty, and Bogdan at eighteen, and Kevin Herter at fourteen, and then DeAndre Hunter, who's a really nice player, is expected to probably be extended here shortly. And then Okongu, they love, is probably extended. So do they, first question has to be asked, is is Atlanta really legitimately, with all of those contracts already on their books, really truly looking to add Rudy Gobert, who is at 38.1 next year, 41 the year after that, and 43 the year after that. Those are, those are big numbers. And frankly, as a player option at 46.6, which if the new TV contract comes in and Rudy's at his prime, is probably not something he picks up, believe it or not. But it's still a real number. Um, And so let's play with that for a second. I mean, that's the first question you have to ask is, is Atlanta, who's already got Trey in the 30s and and then going to be extending Hunter, willing to do that? So if you're just doing a deal directly with Atlanta, and you're trying to move $35 million, 
you, you are somewhere in the range of, you know, if you move Rudy Gay and probably drop Rudy, Gay, Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gay together, you know, you can do a Bogdan Bogdanovich and Clint Capella deal um, kind of comes together. I, I don't know that, you know, that that moves a Jazz fan's meter um, enough to be able to make a deal. And again, Atlanta just moved the draft capital. You could do Bogdan, you could do Clint Capella and you could do um, uh, John Collins as well, I believe, um, to get that deal done. And then, you know, but John Collins has been often rumored to be traded. Um, but if you put Rudy Gay into the deal, you're at 41 and kind of all the permutations with Atlanta get there. Um, in the dunked on, I, I would guess if you're the Jazz, you're actually hanging out wanting DeAndre Hunter. Like, you're like, we're not moving Rudy Gobert unless we get DeAndre Hunter. And that might be a deal breaker. Um, Kevin Herter is the other name in there. And, you know, if an interesting kind of twist on this would be if you added Kevin Herter um, to the deal and you added Mike Conley to the deal, uh, Atlanta still comes up a little short and you'd have to, you know, put some other number in there to get it done, but you're getting closer. Uh, the Jazz would be, the Jazz would actually save about $6 million on a Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, Rudy Gay for John Collins, Clint Capella, and Kevin Herter deal. You, you've added some wing depth. You've got off the Rudy Gay contract. Um, you're now playing Kevin Herter as your two with Donovan Mitchell as your one. Kevin Herter's six seven, so you're a lot longer. Again, I think the Jazz probably are trying to hold out for DeAndre Hunter, and maybe yesterday's deal makes that more likely than not. Um, but I... I you know, I don't know. DeAndre Hunter is the former fourth pick of an NBA draft and is a pretty special, still has a prospect of being a, a pretty special player. And so, and it's 6'8", 225, he's the ideal player and he's a 36% career three-point shooter. His injuries are real. He had placed 23 and 53 games the last two years. Um, and so maybe if you're Atlanta, you're a little sour on that, but it does, you know, and he's a 13 to 15 point a game scorer who you feel like has a chance to be kind of another, take another step, though it was never thought that he was going to be a primary scorer when he was drafted. But you do think he might. He's not, his mid-level or his um, mid-range shooting game has been rare. Um, so hard to tell. He takes about 22% of his shots as mid-range shots and he shoots them okay. So it, it's, you, you're going to have to dig in and do some real scouting if you think he's going to be a primary option. But if you could get DeAndre Hunter in one of these deals, that one starts to at least move the meter, I think. Um, if you're if you're trying to if you're going to make a deal, if you're the Jazz um, on that, Kevin Herter, John Collins, Clint Capella gives you a different team, and it does give you some depth. And you know, and Capella is is a poor man's Rudy Gobert, so you still have a center. Um, you know, I could understand if you really feel you had to make the change, and frankly, if you know the one we just did, which was Mike Conley and. Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gay for Kevin Herter, John Collins, and um, Clint Capella. You're coming out with Capella as your center. John Collins becomes your four. Boyan becomes your three. And Kevin Herter becomes your two. You're not elite athletically, but you are a lot longer um, than you are right now. And that would solve some of the problems. Kevin Pelton in the Dunked On podcast did a deal that was this combination of Rudy Gay, Mike Conley, 
I don't or Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley for John Con, uh, for Bogdan Bogdanovich, which would just be to make my life hell. Um, Clint Capella and then Malcolm Brogdon. Um, he pulled in from the so it was Gobert and Conley for Brogdon Bogdanovich and Capella. He pulled in a three way deal that involved Indiana in some capacity. Um, I don't know if that's interesting to you or not, if that's something you would want the Jazz to pull off, but that's one that Pelton felt he would give himself an A trade grade um, for that. The most often rumored team right now involving the Jazz is the Chicago Bulls. Now, the Bulls also just became, according to rumors, a player for DeAndre Ayton last night. And so, again, will the Jazz be a bridesmaid on a deal? Um, Chicago situation is just they're kind of caught in this. They built this team. They were super good. They got caught by injuries. They've got to re-sign Zach Levine. And now it's just not clear where they're going. They have DeRozan for two more years at $28 million. Vukovic has $22 million left as their center this season. Lonzo Ball, whose knee issue seems real, has got th- two more years plus a player option. They've got Crusoe and they've got young Patrick Williams. The The you know, again, a direct deal here. If we're involving Rudy, just because that's what's been talked about, Vukovic is probably a part of the deal at 22 million, and then I'm certain the Jazz are asking for Patrick Williams. And Patrick Williams is kind of a player who some believe in, some don't. Kind of a mix and match. Kobe White is a former first-round draft pick, probably someone Chicago is not going to extend. Has been talked about in rumors. You throw him in there, and you actually might be able to get the Rudy Gay contract out as well. Um, Chicago has some draft capital left, and Chicago, you know, then goes for it with Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gobert, Lonzo Ball. It's a pretty good team. Um, The Jazz end up with Vucevic for a year, Patrick Williams as a future piece, um, and you know if you're able to pull. If you, I don't know that the Jazz would want White, but it's a, it's a different piece. It's a score. It's a very similar piece to Jordan Clarkson, frankly, on things. Patrick Williams is the key piece there. And Patrick Williams is a player that not everyone um, buys in on. He was a very inexperienced out of Florida State when he was drafted. Um, he was, again, the fourth pick of the draft. He's played two seasons. Last year, he had an injury early that was not like a bot. It was just like a fluke injury. Um, he averaged nine points, five rebounds, and an assist in his rookie year, averaging 28 points. He was just kind of out there. Not clear whether he's got a good shot yet, but in his limited three-point shooting, he has. But he's one of the up-and-coming possible prospects as a major piece for the future. Vucevic spreads the floor. You're playing five out. Again, you're not athletic defensively. Vucevic, until last year, was kind of thought as the worst defensive center in the NBA. It would be quite a change to go from that to Rudy Gobert. In fact, last year was when Vucevic was guarding Joe Ingles one-on-one and was able to do it. There was a really concerning moment um, for me, for for Joe. All right, tax mid-level exception options for the Jazz as well as some roster things for them right now and kind of where the league sits with another trade possibility or two um, for the Utah Jazz before we wrap this up. Today's show is brought to you by Arcade One Up. Boom shakalaka. We've got big news. The one and only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One, the leader in home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever. And wait for it, they've got the shack edition. People are obsessed with NBA Jam. You know why. You jump crew 
clear across the floor. You set the ball on fire. It's one of the few first sports games to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. Now, no fouls, no free throws, and no quarters. Compete with friends and family through the all-new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from Arcade1Up. That's Arcade1Up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade One is the place for fun. They've also got Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $3.99. Check this out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Edition to you, a lockdown listener. Enter a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1.com slash locked on. That's arcade1.com slash locked on slash Locked on till July 8th. can be for your person cave as well. Don't miss out. Enter today. We are going. Who are you going to be playing Arcade One Up with? It is Locked on Jazz. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, I, I suspect if something happens, it happens fast. If we're an hour into the free agency and something hasn't happened... I'd say the market is is not in our favor if we're trying to make a move. I feel like there's just been enough talk. There's been enough deals have gone down. Gallinari deal had to happen yesterday because of the fact that um, there was uh, his contract was had some funky elements to it. Um, so I think it's I think it feels like it has to happen. Uh, one trade that's been mentioned by Zach Lowe multiple times is the idea of Royce O'Neal to Brooklyn um, for a first round pick. So if Bruce Brown were to leave. Uh, and get a new deal somewhere. Does do the Nets add Royce O'Neal, low usage player to go with Durant and Irving uh, to fit into that mix? I do wonder if the Jazz might try to get off Rudy Gay's contract that didn't work out last year. Um, he didn't seem particularly pleased about it, so I wonder if the Jazz might do that. Uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, the, I'd be stunned if they picked up that option. It's too big. And so the question is, can he come back? Daniel House is a free agent. Can he come back? And then the subtle, interesting one to me is Trent Forrest on the Jazz current roster. Um, are you opening up the door for Jared Butler just to be, get the playing time and be your backup point guard? And you're just going to start building that. Trent Forrest was really good. He's a great, he's probably the best on ball defender the Jazz have. Uh, he obviously doesn't shoot it very well, but he makes all the right plays. He plays with great tenacity. The coaching staff loved him. And so is he, do the Jazz re-sign him um, or find a way to keep him? Or does Trent Forrest get picked up by somebody here and the Jazz lose Forrest and then Butler steps in um, to that role and your guards at the time become Conley, Mitchell, Clarkson, and Butler? You then have Boyan with question mark behind him. You have Royce O'Neal with question mark behind him. And you have Rudy Gobert with question mark behind him. Udoka Azabuke just hasn't probably stayed healthy enough to rely on that. And with that, I think it's almost guaranteed if Gobert's on the roster, your backup center is a minimum contract center. I can't imagine anything different. With the tax mid-level, if the Jazz, who are already over the tax, are going to spend and stay above the tax, here are some of the players that are out there for the tax mid-level. Otto Porter Jr., who the Jazz wanted really badly, but when they called last time, he had said, I've decided I'm signing with Golden State for the minimum and was off the board, and then the Jazz pivoted to Rudy Gay. Nicholas Batum, uh, everyone thinks he's re-signing with the Clippers, but he's tight with Rudy Gobert, and he is available, and he is long, and he is versatile. Um, Gary Harris, the former Orlando Magic Denver Nugget, is still young. His knees are failing him a little bit. His rim finishing hasn't been great. He actually was pretty decent last year, kind of in per- NBA purgatory of Orlando. Um, interesting. TJ Warren's a real scorer. 
He's available. Now, the hard thing for the Jazz here, by the way, is on the tax mid-level exception, you're just the same as every other tax mid-level exception team. And so these are not easy players to go get. You're competing with the Lakers. You're competing with the Clippers. You're competing with anybody who's over the tax. Caleb Martin and Corey Martin, the two twins, both play super hard. Mo Bamba will get a deal and not be a mid-level exception player. And we're not going to use the tax mid-level on a center, I would not think. It didn't work very well when we did a big deal with Faves, as much as we love Faves. Um... Daniel House Jr. is available. I don't know what level he'd be at. We do have Jared Butler, but Javon Carter's a player that would be really interesting to me. I thought he had a really good year last year. Um, I don't I don't think he's full tax mid-level exception. He's just kind of a pit bull, defensive-minded power. Like, I think he could, he's small, um, but he could bring a tenacity off the bench that we haven't had, play almost a Gary Payton, the second role. Juan Toscana Anderson's going to be available. Um, he kind of fell out of favor in in Golden State last year, but again, plays with a toughness and a tenacity. Mike Muscala as a backup center, I think he'll get more than the minimum. Um, But if not, he's a good shooting big. He plays the drop style adequately and could be available. Um, Tony Brown Jr. was an original pick out of Oregon by Washington. Kind of caught in between positions, but super skilled. Not a great shooter, um, but probably somebody that might be worth a little bit of a gamble um, that is out is out there um, and might be might be available um, and might be worth it. Like you know, you're playing with to get our backup center and our wing depth. You're playing with some guys that are going to come in on low numbers, and you're hoping to get them to perform at a higher level than those numbers. All right, that is your free agency primer. We'll be live on Locked on NBA today, and then as the night goes on, if we do something, I will move to Locked on Jazz live. Have a great one. Thanks very much. It is Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. For your second listen, go listen to Locked on NBA.